Hello, and welcome to Chasing the Hug, the podcast series where we talk about wrestling, movies, pop culture, and more. I mean, it's talking about everything always and talking in circles. I'm Nick Johnson, a.k.a. Dr. Nicodemus. And I'm Big Papa Sack, Steve oh. Sacksitz. You are. You are, Big Papa Sack. This is going to be a, a good show. I feel good about this. We're in episode four. Oh, did you actually prep for this one? Because we had talked about that in the last one that I felt like um, you kind of threw me under the bus there a little bit, Nick. You know, it's not so much I threw you under the bus. It's more like I kicked open the back emergency door, let you fly out, and then back the bus over you. Yeah, for those who are not watching the simulcast of this podcast as well, too, we are actually facing each other with this today because I wanted to see Nick in his face when last week when I turned around and after he had asked the question of which we had not prepared, um, you could see the fear of Jesus in his face where he knew he had messed up. And then that if you listen to any of his dialogue after that, he was uh, just perturbed. I think in the hood, they call it shook. You were quite shook. Well, today is going to be a different show. And, and, you know, one of the things that I want to start off with is just some of the comments we've been getting. You know, we get comments and uh, the comments that I've been receiving is that, you know, we're really hard on producer Jason. You think? Do you think? Or do you think that's just what they're because he's a, it's, maybe it's who he is or maybe we're just portraying, portraying him as something he's actually not. What do you think it is? Well, you and I know who we really oh, we is. do. Yeah, we yeah. do. I mean, uh, we're not even going to talk about how this whole evening started when he tried to come over here tonight, because that takes us to a different level of podcast. That's parenting and someone who just has no uh, respect for his friends. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, the thing for me, though, I want to say is he's a great producer. He's a really good guy. And uh he smells wonderful. And I've actually gone against what I said because I was I said I wasn't going to say anything bad about him in this episode. But and you I, didn't. You didn't. I uh, I had an innuendo that uh, I was going to go around. I didn't go there, but internally I was about to. And then I stopped myself and I said, no, my anger is to Nick tonight. Yeah, put the anger on me. And by the way, folks, innuendo is the tattoo on the small of producer Jason's back. Okay, so now... <laughs> So starting off with our first topic here, um, you know, we talk a lot about chasing the hug and we use a lot of pro wrestling terms. And I think that's all really interesting. But some of these terms may be a little inside to our fans. And so one of the things we want to think about are the terms faces and heels. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you and I like a lot of food and, you know, I love the fast food and I probably shouldn't. Uh, that's why I'm fat. But what are what are some of the face and heel aspects of restauranteering in Richmond? What are places to eat that are faces and heels? Well, Describe I, a face and heel. Well, a face and heel in the wrestling biz is the face is the would be the good person and the heel would be what would be the bad person in this scenario. So you always have to have a heel, heel and face in everything you have, you know, just from anything in life. There's a heel and a face, however you look at that. So in the scenario of wrestling, it's the good person versus the bad person. In this scenario that we're going to deal with tonight, it's going to be based on which is a restaurant that you enjoy going to a, a face restaurant or a heel restaurant where you wouldn't be caught dead in there. You're not going to eat the food. You're not happy with that place. It's a heel. No bueno. Yeah, buddy. Well, speaking of no bueno, can we start with the Mexican standoff? And for me, face and heel. All right. The face of right now for me, maybe face Mexican food. And we're just saying Richmond, right? Just, just, Richmond. just Richmond. Just, just Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Lulu's Tacos. Is a face. Is a face right now. That, and that's that took over for where it used to be Oinkadoodle Moo. Oinkadoodle Moo. And after that, it was uh, Roscoe's for a little bit. And I believe that's a Richmond grad that runs that, correct? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, it's very good. I went there when they had just opened. Um, what I like about that place is everything's fresh and you get to meet the ownership who have put a lot of their blood, sweat, and tears into that place. And I really hope they're going to be successful there in that location. It's a great location. You're right off of getting off the highway there. Um, so, yeah, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're a big time face to get a pop. 
from me. Now they're all they're they're heel, they're henchmen, they're nemesis, I should say. Is this direct competition to them or just No, no, no. This is you. in my mind okay. like Taco Bell. Okay, you say it in the same lines. Yeah. You say in the same exact food I and group. The same is lane. that what we had to do here or could it be mixed? It could be totally mixed. Okay. So for me, it was like the Mexican food phase right now is Lulu's and then the the heel that's getting a lot of heat, Taco Bell. Let me let me just ask you this question though. Okay, Lulu's is open. It's delicious food. Time it opens up. What time? Would you guess? Oh, I would say Lulu's opens at eleven. Eleven. You get the lunch crowd. Lunch crowd right. goes in there. You yeah. get a great get turnover. Yeah. Then it comes dinner crowd. Dinner crowd comes. Okay, dinner. What time did they close? Oh, they probably close like eight, nine. Okay, and and if you'd like to have some Mexican fare after that time, well, you can't go there. Oh no 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 no. Is um El Rodeo open? No, it no. is not. About El Torito or whatever. El Torito. <laughs> That's an old school wrestler. <laughs> is that open? <laughs> Roosh is in the back serving up like hot peppers. <laughs> no, you know it's not. I, oh. I think I see what you're saying. Oh, here. okay. So if you would like late night Mexican fare, mm-hmm. where can you go? I don't go anywhere because my lifting partner will let me eat after eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. This lifting partner also brought you an egg sandwich in the morning that you ate and it was delicious. <laughs> That's another topic we got to talk about next week. Okay. But yes, no, I, I mean, but food choice, maybe what's up one thing, but I'll tell you right now, it's open late. It's great. And um, I think they didn't bring back the chihuahua. The, the little chihuahua, the mm-hmm. Quiero Taco yeah. Bell. So let me tell you mine. Okay. Heel and face. Yep. Okay. Well, let's go face first here. Face first. I like that. Oh, that's okay. really good. We're going to go with in Richmond. I'm going to go with the old Richmond Inn. Oh, very It's going to be a face restaurant. What I like about that, too, is you're going to get consistency at the yes. old Richmond Inn because you can go to Gallows. You can go to the old Richmond Inn. You can go to Ainsley's. Mm. You're going to get a common theme at those places because they're owned by the same ownership group right there. Yeah. But you're going to get quality made dressings. And I'm a big dressing person myself. Ranch, blue cheese, any creamy kind of dressing got my name on it. It's be delicious for you. They do a great job on that part, Nick. I'm going to tell you. Okay, you know, talk about pasta. You talk about chicken. You talk about steak. You talk about veal. You talk about seafood. Yeah. You talk about what you want to have there. The old Richmond is going to take care of that for you, and at a reasonable price in a great restaurant. Yeah, hey, man, I think they're fantastic. I, I love the food at all those all those. And places. what's interesting about that place as well too makes me remind me of my grandmother's house because it's got that little grandmother house smell. It's not a bad <laughs> smell, but it's got that you know, like it's you know kind of old woodworking in there. They you know it's just it's got that. It makes you feel like at home. It makes you feel at home. It's yeah. like a little bit of potpourri, a little bit of cat, a little bit of you know Richmond, and a little bit of cat. Uh, <laughs> every grandmother has a cat. Oh, that's true. Okay, but the food has nothing to do with that. The food has nothing to do with that. Meow. Okay. <laughs> okay, heel. You ready for this? Yes. I'm going to stay in the same lines as you, Nick. I'm going to stay on the chain restaurant part of this, okay? And if you were to say Lulu's is your face mm-hmm. and Taco Bell was your heel, mm-hmm. then if I was staying in the pasta world, okay, I would say Gallo's in Richmond is my face. Absolutely. And my heel, Master Fazoli. Oh, absolutely. Fazoli's. Fazoli is straight. I'm not going to say it, but not what I would choose to eat. And I'll tell you why. I've got an anger to this, okay? Yeah, please. We've run some different events at our stadium here in the past, had some rentals in the summertime. We have a group that comes in here in the summertime and they bring in college coaches to help evaluate at this and help run those camps. Okay. And when you were to work camp, we've done it many times, Nick, when you go there and they provide a lunch for you. Yep. Okay. A working lunch. Yep. Okay. What do you usually get? Oh, you know, sandwiches, wraps. Sandwich wraps. Yeah. yeah. Easy to Something handle. Something that you can, you know. These groups bring in Fazoli's. What? They bring you got a plate of pasta while you're trying to evaluate a kid. You're eating pasta with this. How are you supposed to do it? You got a little meatball on there. You're trying to do a little twisty thing with the fork. I mean, you can't do it. It's not possible. Why in the violetus of violet Hades 
Are they bringing in pasta? Don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a better deal they had. You can buy in bulk. I don't know. And the, the Alfredo sauce, no, not good. The Alfredo sauce at other places is even better than them, but their Alfredo is not good. I don't like marinara. Marinara gives me gives me agita. You said buying in bulk, just like a vat, just a vat of fettuccine noodles. It's just, <laughs> hey, get your fettuccine noodles it's out. Like, just like, dump hey, it in your some more. Here you go. Here you go. Go evaluate a kid. Tell me if he's any good. Get out here some more for you. Hey, I like the way he swings hey, the bat, like, don't you? Yeah, so those would be our heels and faces all right hey you know just really quick you know you're talking about food and we're eating and uh you know i was a fast food guy i'm telling you when i was little mcdonald's was the you know what and they had these promotions as you may know where they pack in a a toy or a tie-in item to something at all times do you remember those items? Do you remember those things? And if you do, what was your favorite McDonald's tie-in item? I absolutely remember those. I remember from other restaurants as well, too. Um, and in fact, I remember one of them from your friend Taco Bell. Mm. Um, I was a big fan of the 1995 uh, cinema feature called Congo. Had Ernie Hudson in there. Ernie also Hudson. had an I Hate Laura Linney because I absolutely cannot stare Laura Linney. She's in that movie. It's another time. Not a fan. Okay, but... I'm going to talk about McDonald's here. Absolutely remember it. I'm going to tell you what my favorite one is. I collected them all. Okay. The 1994 Dream Team 2 Cups. And let me tell you this as well, too. I did a little research on this because I knew this was going to come to me because, again, I'm prepared. I'm like you. In 1994, you only got this cup. You know how you got it, Nick? How'd you get it? You had to supersize your meal. Oh, that's right. Let me ask you, Nick. In 1994, how much more was it to supersize your meal to get your Dream Team Cup, of which Dream Team 2 had Derek Coleman, Shaq, Dan Marley, Tim Hardaway, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Larry Grandmama Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Steve Smith, Reggie Miller, Mark Price, to name a few of those members on there. So how much would you pay to supersize that? Well, we always wanted Reggie Miller, and we kept getting Dan Marley. Thunder (laughs) Dan. Just kept getting him. You had to pay 10 cents to supersize it, didn't you? 39 cents. 39. 39 cents. And, but it didn't tell me you had to do like a JBC and you had not even JBC, that's Wendy's. You had to get a double <laughs> cheeseburger <laughs> and then you had to supersize it. And I mean, like they got away from supersize. If you ever see supersize me, they kind of stopped it after yeah, that movie there. It. But it's like for 39 cents more, I go to the movies and they upgrade me from a medium to a large popcorn right now for like, it's like 75 cents or so 39 cents back there. Pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a great deal. And before you exclaim that I'm unprepared, just look down and see that I'm literally two sheets to the wind here. I've got two sheets of notes. I'm taking and, and jotting things down. I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, what do you have? What well, was you yours? know, for me, the tie-in with McDonald's, and you may not remember this, it was in the, the mid-80s where they had the fast food transforming uh, items, the McDonald's changeables. The, the French fry bot, the hamburger bot. The, the Hamburglar? The, well, it wasn't quite the hamburger, but they had the little hot cakes that turned into a rope. I was a huge Transformers guy, and anything that turned into something was fantastic for me. So I love those changeable things. And, you know, they're worth a lot now. Are they really? On eBay. You go, it's like $280 for a couple of them. Uh, a complete set could be almost 1000 if it's coming, like, near pristine and mint. So uh, I really miss the hot cakes bot. Yeah, and you know what we have to talk about here in the future. I want you to make sure you, you, you're taking notes. I want you to write this, write this down. What have you gone all in on thinking it was going to be worth something? And it wasn't. Because I can tell you right now about producer Fleener's wife, Caitlin Fleener, went all in on Thai Beanie Babies. Oh, I'm sure she doesn't want us to talk about that. Uh? Yeah, went all in. She thought she had it made. She was going to make millions of millions of dollars, wasn't going to marry a redhead. And now look at her. 
Yeah, well, you know, he is an exceptional redhead. He is. And well, we'll talk about that another time on the next great topic. Person. But I love her. again, that's why I know someone who went all in on something. Yeah, that's another one to talk about. But this has been a good topic. I like this. And as you're, you're thinking about this, one last thing that was really uh, unique. Remember the creepy Furbies? They had the little Furby guys at, at McDonald's Italian, the little like Gizmo. Like Rock? No, the little Grismo, Gizmo from uh, a Gremlins looking Japanese mimic robot thing is a Furby. How long are we talking? Man, I don't know. Like, I'm 50 years old. Like, eight months ago? I don't know. Eight months ago? <laughs> it's like eight years ago. Furby. Everybody know what a Furby is. I, hey, si- sign it in the comments. I'm going to look at it. Explain to Steve what a Furby is. Okay. Hey, we're going to get to some really meaty stuff here. Let's talk about wrestling. You know, uh, WWE is getting kind of hot again. Now, I haven't really jumped back on, and you were frustrated with me because I was talking about NXT 2.0 last time, and I've seen a little bit of that. I'm a huge Indy Hartwell guy, but somebody's back somebody follow back. the buzzards i'm telling you what bray is back and mm-hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about bray Wyatt. explain to our fans <laughs> in, indeed explain to our fans who bray Wyatt is if they don't know well bray Wyatt, are we going back to husky harris at all because part of bray Wyatt, part of the fiend part of all the characters of which are bray are based off of who he was yeah. you've got uh the pig character that plays husky harris you have Huskus. Huskus Harris, yes. And you have uh, the Sister Abigail character, and you have uh, the Buzzard. What is the Buzzard's name? Oh, you know, I Marcy, Marcy, Macy, the Buzzard. buzzard. Okay, you have the whole group on that part. Uh, Bray Wyatt would be the closest uh, character that would be like the Undertaker was back when we were younger to this generation. He's a little bit like Mankind and Mick Foley, where he changes characters. Um, You could actually probably see him similar in Royal Rumble, where he would come out as multiple characters. Um, But he's one of those that is a mystical character that um, you just don't really know if he's all there in his head and uh, i mean it's this really good business that the wwe got him back yeah I, I fancy him an amalgamation of a dream and a nightmare at the same time he's almost a cinematic issue within himself you know he, he comes down to the ring with uh, a lot of ambiance a lot of atmosphere a lot of character and then he gets in the ring he's a 310 pound man 290 at least and he can move around he can fly he can run well. and he's flexible and he does things that are half horror film half suspense thriller mm-hmm. it's uh, really interesting to see him work so yeah, he's no, back he is back and let me ask you a question with that being back did you watch the um his group or did you watch the whole where he actually came back did you watch the pay-per-view no i did not get to see the pay-per-view and again i've kind of sworn off wwe but did this you might see the highlights of that though i haven't looked at him yet this okay. might get me back in well what you have there is the camera panned in the crowd and each time it stopped in the crowd it found one of a life-size character of the buzzard oh. or of huskus harris or of sister abigail or of the fiend it was really interesting on that part so my question to you and maybe not fair to you on this part just for the fact that you hadn't really seen it yet not being prepared but in this scenario do you think that bray coming back could possibly because they had this in human form Mm. could possibly have these characters back as well too in a new stable oh you know what i I apologize nick can you explain what a stable is to the crowd i think it would a stable is simply a wrestling group or an organization or basically your team or your or your clique if you will and so if you remember wrestlers that come down to the ring with multiple friends and tag-alongs and valets that's literally a stable if they do it all the time what do you think it is but i think it could be okay. so i think that's an interesting way to push that and you could get some really eerie affect remember how the old wyatt family wore the mm-hmm. uh the lamb masks and the mm-hmm. they had the different torn up gear and tattered track suits and all that so i think th- there's a potential there for a stable 
There really is. But uh, that leads me to a question because I haven't quite peaked it and I'm going to. But now that he's back, what's going to be different with him under Trips than it was under Vince? He can be his own character. He has total creative control. I'm sure he got the amount of money he wanted. And it kind of went to the thing. Why, why do you think he was gone? Why do you think he's back? I do believe it's because of Triple H that he's back. I believe that he was very sought after at AEW. Obviously, it just didn't work out, whatever reason it might be. Right. And I, I think it's honestly best that it didn't because you don't want another character like that in another organization. I think it's great that he's back there. But um, I, I think it's going to do a lot for the marketing side of things. But also, I've also heard that They've got about seven or eight months of stories already written out wow. for what he's supposed to do. And that's one of the main things is he wanted to know how, where this character is yeah. going to go. And I think he has a little bit of creative control with it. Yeah. What's the ultimate angle on this? What's the ultimate work here going to happen with him? I think we're going to be surprised. I do think it's probably a faction. I think there's going to be people that were there that you'll be surprised that are either back or that are aligning themselves with him. Um, so I think it'd be pretty good to see. Brian Cody? Oh, I don't think Cody's ready. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so Cody's either. back yet. But I mean, if it's an eight-month program, Cody will be back within that time frame. Okay, we're gonna get close to the, the to the rolling things together here, but I'm excited uh, for this one. This one's pretty good. All right, so this you kind of came up with. We're gonna name three people, and you got to tell me, are they dead? Okay, you want to go first? We'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Uno, uno. Yeah. Dos, dos, tres, tres. Quid pro quo, Mister. Shred row row. <laughs> oh no, hard blitz. <laughs> Ipso sacto. <laughs> Ipso sacto. All right, you ready for this? Ready. Cal, Pitt. bless you. Cal Penn. Oh, he's alive. Cal Penn's alive. Absolutely alive. Cal Penn's alive. Yeah. Are you no, telling me that? I'm you, telling you. I'm saying it. Yeah. How old is he? He is approximately 38 years and old. And where would we know Cal from? Cal is from Harold and Kumar. He played Kumar in the Harold and Kumar series. And do you know what he did? He was in government. Yeah. He was, he was in of, uh, Obama's administration. Yeah, part of Obama's administration. Yeah. Cal Penn. I like it. Yeah. Him and Harold. Or yeah. he was Harold. He was uh, Kumar. Kumar. Yep. Harold was the other guy. Yep. Okay. Bob Barker. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. Bob Barker. Very much alive. No, he isn't. 98 years old. Bob Barker's alive? Bob Barker the from The Price, Price is Right. Is wrong, Nick. <laughs> it is very wrong. 98 years old. Glad he's still with it. I honestly, though, had to look it up because I was like, I don't know if that one's true. Yep. Alive. Wow. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. That's Go. amazing. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, alive. When have you seen him? Wasn't he at the Super Bowl? Oh, crickets. When have you seen Lenny? Producer Jason's like, back it on up. Are I'm you trying sure. to say that there's someone standing in for Lenny Kravitz? I think there is. <laughs> I think Lenny Kravitz <laughs> is a scroll. <laughs> oh, now we're going to talk about Marvel after your last week of Marvel? Hey, I'm just saying. You won't see Lenny in the trailer. Lenny's alive, though. Secret invasion. Uh, yeah, I'm two for Lenny. two. Okay, let me ask you this one. Ready? Yep. Jerry Lee Lewis. Ooh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis the, had the, the song Great Balls of Fire. Goodness gracious. Great Balls of He's dead. Is he alive? He is alive. There's no way. 87 years old. Is he still married to his cousin? Uh, he, if you watch, I was, I was watching some of the videos. I'm like, I can see why his cousin liked him because he wasn't very good looking. Ugh, wow. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry the, Lee Lewis. I'm used to this. I had told cat. Ashley about that. She goes, oh, you mean the guy from the telethons? I'm like, no, it's Jerry Lewis. Oi, Jerry. lady. <laughs> hey, lady. We're not the same person. Go ahead. Oh man! Last one. I'm, okay. I, you're zero for two. I'm two for two. I'm zero for two. What do you got here? I think you're gonna you're gonna get this. Well, maybe not. All right. So I'm a huge Star Trek geek, mm. and so this will get you. Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna say dead. You're gonna say she's dead. 
Yeah. You're absolutely right. She's ah! uh, a phenomenal trailblazing actress. So, yeah, you got me. Yeah, no, I was actually thought you were going to go do Reading Rainbow. What was his name? LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, He's man. still alive. Yeah, he's good. He's a USC grad, I think. Yeah, he's good. I don't know why it. I know yeah. that. Uh, finally, for me, all right, Tim Curry. Tim Curry's still alive. Did Tim Curry pass away? <laughs> he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Right. 76 years old. Tim Curry from it. Um, it, from Congo, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Dead up alive. Clue. Let me tell you this. I said to my wife, said, Ashley, Tim Curry, dead or alive. Who's Tim Curry? I said, stop. Wow. Stop. But okay, this guy. She lost is, is he alive? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know him. I've seen him before. Wasn't he the guy in Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, my gosh. I said, yeah, Harvey Firestein? <laughs> Do your Harvey Firestein. Oh, let me tell you all about it. And in fact, what that led to, this is what I was telling her I was so excited about. What it led to is I went down the fire, far, uh, Harvey Firestone, like, uh, well. Yeah, so I went online there. and I'm finding like, like, Ashley, remember from Independence Day? Ma, get out the city. Uh, go to Aunt Esther's house. Oh, David, gotta, why are we leaving the we gotta, city? We've got we to do the radio waves. We gotta, uh, <laughs> David, why? And then Mrs. Dowfire, that's Harvey Firestein, not right. Tim Curry. I thought you'd never ask. Come on in. Everybody loves Tim Curry in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Tim Curry in Legend is the truth. If you've never seen Legend. I know you're talking. It was, that, that wasn't, no, that one thing is something else. Yeah, he plays Darkness. He was the truth. All right, folks, time to wrap it up. That's tonight's show. We want to thank you so wrap much. It up, B. Tonight's show is brought to you by Freezer Bird, encrusting your food since 1908. Thank you, Freezer Bird. Hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to the to, and follow our discussions wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to join the conversation, leave us a comment. I'll tell you right now, producer Jason does, doesn't allow us to see him. So if you leave something or you try to, haven't seen it, send us a voice message. You're probably going to call a cell phone number and let us listen to it on the side through our anchor.fm page. Final words, Nick? Yeah, we just want to uh, hope you stay tuned with us and keep uh, rating and commenting. And join us next time when we talk about the continuous inverse reticulation of the space-time continuum. Ooh, goody.